Hello, humans. I'm Carissa. And I'm Nikki. And, and welcome, welcome to, to New Strangeland. everyone we hope you had a great week on this week's episode we're talking about stephen king stephen (laughs) (laughs) yes stephen Stephen king you may know him uh he he writes books does he write books um many of those books have been made into movie films movie films and television television and miniseries which is like television as well yes it's like if movies and shows had a baby that's a miniseries oh <laughs> just in case and that's how a miniseries is made. And, <laughs> and, and, and that, folks, is how a miniseries is made. But, yeah, so Stephen King, thank you for coming to this week's episode. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen King, the end. The end. Anyways, Stephen King. He's synonymous with the horror genre, having sold over 350 million copies, many which have been adapted into movies, shows, miniseries, comics. It's easy, it's easy to see why he has been dubbed the king of horror. Get it? Because his last <laughs> name... king. Oh, his last name is king. <laughs> so, ki- king. I dub thee king. 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 King of King Horror. King King Horror. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, also, fun fact, um, almost every single time I write Stephen King's name in my phone, autocorrect changes it to Stephen Kong. (laughs) (laughs) King Kong. I've had to edit so many Instagram posts (laughs) because it'll be like, I love this Kong book. (laughs) But yes, anyway. oh, good old iPhones. <laughs> Thank you, autocorrect. You've you've never failed me, not once. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Stephen King. He was <laughs> he was born to Donald and Nellie on September twenty first, nineteen forty seven, in Portland, Maine. When he was two, his dad left them, and his mom raised him and his older brother David by herself which was super hard financially, and they depended on other family to help out. Oh. That sucks. That's sad. That is sad. When he was a kid, uh, him and his older brother were poking around in the attic, and he came across an old paperback that belonged to his dad. Uh, he remembers it being titled The Lurker in the Shadows, mm. and it was various H.P. Lovecraft short stories. And he is on record saying, I knew that I'd found home when I read that book. Aww. He likes the spook. (laughs) He loves it. Uh, He was an avid reader of EC horror comics, like Tales from the Crypt. Um, He began writing for fun in high school for his brother's self-published newspaper. And he also sold short... He also sold short stories uh to his friends at school he went to the university of maine and graduated in 1970 with a ba in english and he had met his wife tabitha there and they married in 71 he held odd jobs and sold short stories to the men's magazine cavalier and many of those short stories can be found in um his book night shift which I love Night Shift. Um, it has like Children of the Corn in it and oh. like, a, like a lot of goodies that a lot of people would recognize. Hmm. Um, he was hired as a teacher at Hamden Academy and continued to write. King's novel Carrie was accepted for publication in 1973 by Doubleday. 
Carrie almost ended up in the trash. His wife, Tabitha, picked uh, picked out of the pages and encouraged him to finish and offering her help on the perspective of a teenage girl. Oh, yes. that's kind of cool. So if it wasn't for Tabitha, Stephen King would not be the Stephen King that you and I know today. Good old Tabitha. Thanks. Thanks, Tabby. But, yeah, so after Carrie, his career completely took off. Yeah. And now he is Stephen. <laughs> He's the king of horror. So that's that's my short little history of Stephen King. Um, now I'm going to talk about my five favorite books. I'm just going to rant about them. Okay. Sounds good. Doesn't it? <laughs> I'm sound so excited. So I'd also like to start this off by saying last weekend I did... The impo- I did not do the impossible. I tried to do the impossible. <laughs> so I tried to read The Stand in one sitting. The Stand, my copy that I'm reading, is 1,326 pages long. <laughs> Jeez. So I started at about like six o'clock at night. And I don't know why I started at night. That was a dumb move on my part and but like I don't know do you ever get like those crazy ideas and you're like I can do this and I don't have to like do anything well yeah yeah yes I I can do this from the comfort of my own house so I just like loaded myself up on Red Bull like I literally had myself on a Red Bull schedule I I only drank three I didn't you know kill myself or anything (laughs) (laughs) with it but um it was wild so I ended up staying up until like I think six in the morning so but that last hour I didn't read I had to like from five to six I could not read anymore my eyeballs felt like they were gonna fall out of my brain but I got to page 700 Mm -hmm. so so like a little over halfway yeah Which is really gross to think about because you're like, you're thinking like, I read 700 pages of a book. That's like, that must be the whole book. And you're like, no jokes on you. That's halfway. (laughs) And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) So I'm I'm still trying to finish that up now. But it's my first time reading The Stand, which is one of like everyone, everyone that's read The Stand, it puts that like as their like number one or in their top three at least but so i'm not going to be talking about the stand because i haven't finished it okay but has it been good so far yeah it's great love it and they're also um coming out with a new mini series in december oh starring alexander skarsgård is that um bill's brother yeah Okay, I, d- I don't know why I was thinking... Stellan's son, Bill's he, brother. I was thinking he was Pennywise, but then that's Bill. Yeah. Right, gotcha. Yeah. No, Ooh. Alexander's gonna be Randall Flagg, the big baddie. Ooh. So, and I don't know, I've seen like a lot of like mixed things on, you know, what people think of like the trailer and stuff. So far, I I don't know. I'm not going to knock it until I try it. And I obviously haven't finished the book. I have watched the original miniseries. Hmm. I have not. It's it's fun. It has Rob Lowe. It has Gary Sinise. It has, um, oh my god, what's her name? Sixteen Candles Girl. Molly Ringwald. Yes, Molly R- Ringwald. Ringworm. <laughs> <laughs> Molly Ringworm. <laughs> And Patrick Starr. Yeah, Patrick Starr is in it. Oh. The the guy that I, I never remember his name. And I just refer to him as Patrick Starr or as the guy from Coach. Yes. And but I was like, what the? I'm like, because there's also a makeup artist named Patrick Starr. <laughs> and I was like, because I was like, no way does she mean Spongebob and Patrick Star. <laughs> no, but I, was I like, do. But wait, 
she can't mean the other Patrick Star either. So she must mean SpongeBob Patrick Star. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, obviously they don't have voice actors or anything. Yeah, It's no. just the actual animation. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yes, I don't know his name either. Yeah. I feel like I should, but I don't. M-O-O-N. That spells stand. And that's He just spells moon and... It, he says that spells whatever word. It doesn't spell that word. No, it doesn't. No, but anyways, <laughs> I'll let you know what I think when I finish. Okay. You can also find me on my uh, bookstagram page and I'll let you know how I feel when I finish. <laughs> <laughs> What's your bookstagram page? My bookstagram page is Bunny Blue. And how do you spell that? B-U-N-N-I-E-B-L-E-A-U-X. I like that little jingle. I know. I just came up with it right now. <laughs> I don't know why I spelt it like that. That was good. I feel like to spell any name, I have to come up with a jingle. Right? Like when I changed my last name and I like the first time someone was like, can you spell that? I was just like, oh, oh, oh. Like, because like, <laughs> sp- like spelling your last name, it's just like it was always so natural. You're just right. like, you have like a cadence to it. And right. I didn't have a new cadence. And so I had to come up with one. D S T F A N O. I have to go three by three by three. That's a, it's, I don't know. Okay. Anyways, so um, these are my top five favorite Stephen <laughs> <King> books. <laughs> Here we are, guys. <laughs> so, um, there. I'm trying to decide if it. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah. I think I think I did write them. In an in order. order. Like a number one? Or number one. It, does it go from five to one or one to five? I, I, I think I did one to, yeah, I did one to five. Okay. I'm trying to decide, like, because, like, I have an absolute number one favorite, and then the rest of them are all kind of, like, tied two and three. Mm. So they're not necessarily, like, one, two, three, four, five. Like, right. this is definite. Like, but my number one favorite for sure. Absolutely. Hands down. It's like the, like if someone is like, I've never read Stephen King, this is what I tell them to read, is Salem's Lot. So it was published in uh, 1975, and this was his second novel, so right after Carrie. Um, and it follows uh, Ben Mears, who is a writer, and he uh, moves up to Maine. And um, it, it goes from like a bunch of different perspectives perspectives of this town of Salem's Lot in Maine and do you like vampires of course you like vampires Mm -hmm. we talked about this so it's about it's a vampire book cool um so I I should probably read it (laughs) it's really good so um Ben Mears he moves up to Maine and you know getting to know the town and stuff meanwhile there's this um there's this fucking oh did I write it down I can't remember the name of the house. Um, the Marston House. Okay. There's this old, like, rundown house called the Marston House. And it's, like, it's, like, that quintessential, like, oh, there's, like, bad shit happened at that house and stuff. And uh, these two guys from Europe, quote, unquote, mm. bought the house. And they also bought a spot in town for a shop that they were gonna sell antiques in and it it was called a uh, barlow and straker and um so the, like everyone always sees straker around town and mm. he always says that barlow is oh he's on a business trip or something mm. so it's kind of sketch sketch but yeah and um shit starts going weird in town so these two little boys they go for they're like coming home from playing and it's nighttime and uh, only one makes is found. One one boy is found. Okay. The other one's not. Hmm. Uh oh. Yep. Wonder what happened. Was it the other guy? It was fucking tuberculosis, that's what it was. <laughs> no, it was vampires. I, I figured yeah. that's what you meant. Yeah. It was vampires. <laughs> and um, I don't know. There's a lot of cool characters. I 
I can't even fucking think right now. I just wrote down character names and then didn't write down anything that I wanted to say about the book. I figured I would just know. I'm a dirty liar. <laughs> it's really good. I'm so good at like destroying books that I don't like. But when I try to talk about a book that I really like, I'm like, it's just really good. It's just good. It's just like me trying to explain anything. Yeah, it's just good. It's got good. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, it's kind of like, I, I've seen it compared to like the modern day Dracula. Um, and I know some hardcore Dracula fans are like, yeah, fuck yeah, we love that. And some of them are like, eh, no. And like they then they like totally write off Salem's Lot. But regardless, fucking read it. Um, <laughs> also, it there are two short stories in Night Shift and that uh, tie in to the town of Salem's Lot. Uh, one of the short stories is called Jerusalem's Lot. And... The other one is called One for the Road. And One for the Road, real creepy, loved it. Mm. So, but yeah, basically, it's a vampire. Vampire. Did they they do any, like, um, movies or TV shows or anything? Yeah, they did. Um, So, what was it? In... um, 1979 there was a two-part miniseries but you can just find it as like one long movie right so and it was it was okay i remember after i read this book like i was like 12 years old this was the first stephen king book i read um my dad had it and i like i don't know i loved vampires and he was just like oh read this vampire book and i'm like okay cool so I read it and I was just like, oh, fucking shit. That was wild. <laughs> and then, like, we went to I Home Vision Video. Do you remember Home Vision, home vision yes. Video? Um, and I found Sa- the Salem's Lot movie or two-part miniseries or whatever. And I was like, oh, can we watch this? And my dad's like, yeah, of course. And, yeah, well, I just really solidified my love for Salem's Lot. Just, just fucking read Salem's Lot. I don't know. It's my favorite. <laughs> just read it. Just read it. Whatever. Okay. I'll be better with the other books, but suck it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next one I have on my list, which I think is a big one that most people are going to have on their list, is It. Is It. Is It. 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 The it. book. It. The book. It. IT. <laughs> but yeah, so that was written in uh, 1986. And um, it follows uh, seven friends Ben, Bill, Eddie, Richie, Stan, Mike, and Bev. And it uh, goes back and forth between um, two timelines uh, one in the late 50s, one in the mid 80s. Uh, so one when they're kids, one when they're adults, and it's them living in this town called Derry, Maine. You know what? Why the fuck am I explaining this? You guys have fucking seen the movies, probably. Probably. Jesus Christ. I you still s- have not seen the first. Really? You've never seen the Tim Curry one? I don't know why. That's so strange. I feel like for such a long time, that was like such a, a, a niche sleepover movie, like with like yeah, all I, my like, we girlfriends. Then. Yeah. In high school, so... No, no, this was, like, in middle school. Oh, we I didn't have... I, I was I part thought, of, like, the preppy crowd. I was, too. Mm. We would just, like... But, but you also just... I feel like your upbringing... I mean, you freaking read Salem's Lot at 12. You want to know what I read at, like, at 12? Not that. Definitely not that. Goosebumps. <laughs> like, but yeah, like, I, you know, maybe like some goosebumps here and there, but I didn't read that. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to read, um, it's me, Margaret, whatever. It's me, God, Margaret. <laughs> it's me, God, Margaret. <laughs> you, you know, I've never read <laughs> I've never read that book. Is that the, even the name? No, it's Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. I'm. <laughs> but you know, this is close enough, I think. 
<laughs> it's the shortened version. Um, I always, I've never read that book actually. I in don't my even life, remember the book. But I always picture her just like writing letters to God, like she's Stan and God is Eminem, like in the Stan music video. <laughs> I honestly can't tell you really what that book is about. I I remember that I read it. I don't remember it, like, what it entails. Is there someone named Margaret? There is someone named Margaret, for sure. And she, I don't know. I don't remember. But, yeah, I I don't know. I, and then I read, like, fucking Harry Potter and shit. Like, I never really read a lot of Stephen King. Basically, I I think until I started hanging out with you. No, I feel like I've met a lot of people that didn't read Stephen King well, when they or were like, a kid. I think the only um, show, I guess the miniseries was uh, Rose Red. Yeah. Yeah. And that one freaked me out a little bit. A little bit. But also, I'm not, I'm not a big clown person. I feel like I've... I still am not, but like, I'm getting more comfortable with it. Cause yeah. You know, I, clowns don't, like, strike fear in me, but I just don't like them. Exactly. Like, if, like, if I'm going to watch a horror movie that has a clown in it, like It, or, I don't know, fucking Terrifier or something like that, which is a fucked up movie. <laughs> Never seen that. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's one you could, I don't know, it's weird. But, <laughs> um... Like, I, I'm fine with watching those, but it it's the real-life clowns that creep me out. Like, I remember going to a birthday party when I was five, and there was a clown. And all the kids loved the clown, except for me. I didn't trust that motherfucker. And I just sat, you know, far away, Yeah. and I ate cheese puffs. Cheese puffs. <laughs> I ate cheese puffs, and I said, I don't trust him with my Cheeto fingers. <laughs> don't trust you. <laughs> no, that happened to me. I had a clown for some birthday. I don't know what age, but they came. he came to my house, and I remember all the kids you know, were at the table, and I was just like, fuck that clown. And I went into the living room. That's where I stayed. And then I... I've, vividly remember when they were like oh the clown's gonna leave and he like poked his head in the living room and i was just like (gasps) and then he i saw him like like walk out the door and as soon as he started walking away i was like like all happy and like bye bye thanks for coming bye oh my god but like didn't I, I think i was just so happy that he was leaving oh but it's funny because i have a picture of this clown, because I guess this clown was around Elm Street because my grandma had her shop on Elm mm-hmm. Street for a little while. And he came into the shop. I forget the clown's name. But I was like, gotta be like two, maybe. And I'm just standing there, like with the clown, like, you know, hey. <laughs> no, I'm okay with him because obviously I didn't know any better. But yeah, then that birthday was just. Mm-mm. No go. And I don't know. I've just never gone out of my way to really watch anything with clowns. Mm. So it I, was always kind of like one of those things like, uh, and then the new ones came out and I was like, all right, let's, you know. Uh. Well, how did you feel with the new ones? The first one, um, like, creeped me out, you know. Like, did. Yeah. And then the second one still kind of creeps me out a little bit, but because it's, I think, a little bit more funny, it's not as bad, but I still... Yeah. I'm... It's just, like, the jump scares, too, that just, you know... I don't know. (laughs) I still watch them. Yeah. Because I torture myself, but, you know... Well, yeah, that's why we do anything with horror. But I did... I liked the whole story of it. Yeah. No, like, the book itself, the book is also a big boy. I think it, it's, like, 1,200 pages. Well, and because it's probably because it's, like, two parts, right? Um, well, the book flip-flops. 
throughout. Okay. So, okay. So, and so didn't the original miniseries. It wasn't Uh, like how the new movies are. It wasn't. Yeah. Okay. No, it flip flops with throughout. Uh But yeah, I read that. Actually, I have a cool story of how I got my copy of it. So I read it when I was in the summer between eighth grade and freshman year. So I was 14. And I, my sister, it was when my sister lived in Germany. So I bought my book in Germany. Oh. And it was, it wasn't in German or anything. I bought it at a, like, on, like, because they were in military. So they're on post PX store, whatever. And... I, I loved I'm I'm sad. I wish I had my original copy. It was a signet I don't know. I have so many Stephen King books and the same Stephen King book, just in different editions. So yes, I know this. <laughs> so I'm like, mm, that's signet one though. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> oh man. No. Oh, that's another thing. I personally don't like I think I only want to exclusively read big boy books like that digitally because they kill my wrists. Oh. Even though, like, I know I can, like, lay the book down or rest it on something, but I won't. I'll hold it. And I like to one-hand hold books. Mm. And then, like, my wrist just feels like, like, I feel like (laughs) I'm getting carpal tunnel. You probably are. I know. That that with my crocheting, you know. (laughs) I got wrists of an (laughs) 80-year-old. My wrists. It's from all my reading. (laughs) But... No, I loved that book, and I, like, I smashed through that thing, too. Like, I think I I read it in, like, two or three weeks. Hmm. So, I, oh, And I also, another thing that I really loved about the book itself is, so it's, it's very broken down. Like, um, you'll have sections and chapters, and then chapters within the chapters. Oh. And... I love that because I'm reading The Stand right now and The Stand, some of these fucking chapters are 80 pages and I'm like, oh my God, I just, I fucking hate long chapters. Right. They drive me crazy. My brain needs to like be able to like small piece things. Right. Like take a big thing and make it like little bite size and then I'm like, oh, this is so manageable if I could do it this way. Mm. But then when it's all big chunks, I'm like, <laughs> but I love that about it. And also they he put like so many like uh cool quotes and like song lyrics in between the chapters. Mm. And I remember that was the first time I had ever seen a book do that. And it's like it's more common now for sure, or like I notice it now more so. But like oh alright it it made me get into so much other shit because of that because i got curious like i remember he put um a couple lines from this um william this poem by william carlos williams and for like a while in high school i got super into william carlos williams and Mm -hmm. i was just like got into like all the shit that if i never read it I would have never even known about. Right. Or, like, went to go look into on my own. Oh, that's cool. So, I really like that, too. Yeah. But, yeah, it's really cool. There, There is one fucking very questionable scene. Yeah, I was going to say, I know the... Yeah. Like, if you've only um, watched the movies... Yeah, you'll never know then that. Then the... Uh, the book. Then go read the book. It's, there's a... There's a scene... It's, um, you know, when I read it, I was like, that's fucking weird, but it made sense in the book. Hmm. It's so weird. I don't know. And it also was written in 1986, right? Yeah, that wasn't that long ago. I know, but like, I don't know. (laughs) It was acceptable in 1986. I'm not saying it was acceptable. (laughs) I'm just saying like different times, especially when he was born in... Uh, 1947. Yeah, but still, I don't know. Shit, dude. It's it's fucked up, but it makes sense. It's weird. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. No, I just, to- I'm not, and I'm not disagreeing. I'm just, I totally, totally agree because I am terrible and I haven't read, uh, I'm terrible at reading and I wish I wasn't, but I know that somebody told me that and it probably was you. Probably. Probably. Yeah. But I was like, what? <laughs> they do what? <laughs> so. So, yeah. yeah. But the book is quite terrifying. And it's very effective. There are scenes in it where you read it and you're like, oh my fucking shit. And I think that's really cool. So, I like it. I like it a lot. It's good. It's going to stay in my top five. Is it my number two? Eh, I'd probably put it in a three category for me. Hmm. So, next one. The Shining. Hmm. So... This was uh, written in 1977, and, um, you know, we're all familiar with the 1980 Stanley Kubrick film, and um, there's also a miniseries. You've never fucking, you're giving me this face that's (laughs) telling me that you haven't seen The Fucking Shining. I literally just watched the tail end of it before I came here. (laughs) Oh my god. It's just, I don't know. Oh my god, dude. Well, anyway, Stephen King, like, when Stanley Kubrick, like, released The Shining, like, his movie, he fucking hated the movie. Stephen King hated the movie? Yeah, he hated it. Because oh. it does, like, it It deviates from the source material, and Stanley Kubrick, like, definitely takes his liberties. Plus, Stanley Kubrick is just kind of a fucking dick. Oh. So... Like, apparently Stephen King, like, wrote a screenplay and, like, gave it to Stanley Kubrick. And Stanley Kubrick's like, yup, thanks, and, like, never read it. <gasps> what a dick. <laughs> right? <laughs> just like, oh, you you only wrote the book? I'll just take this and throw it in the trash. I'll just skim it a little <laughs> just, bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, it's such a good movie. Like, it really is. Like, um... I mean, the book's amazing as well. So, but yeah, um, the book is is different and it's very good. And um, so it follows Jack, Wendy, and their son, Danny Torrance. And um, Jack is the father. He is a recovering alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And... He decided to take a job to be a caretaker at a hotel in the mountains of Colorado for the winter time because it's just a resort hotel. It's only open, you know, two seasons, three seasons of the year. Mm-hmm. And uh, he brings his family with him and he goes there and uh, hotel's fucking haunted. <laughs> There's weird shit that happens. Uh-huh. And um, you kind of fall into uh, Jack's alcoholism and his disease and what happens to him. Interesting. And also, um, his son Danny has this thing called The Shining. Oh. He can kind of like hear people's thoughts predict things when they're gonna happen and upon going when they first get to the hotel um he meets a cook named dick halloran dick halloran also has the shining so they communicate just by looking at each other and that's the first person that danny's ever met that has the shining and before Dick leaves for the winter, he says, Danny, you know, if you need me at all, give me a blast. Ah. So, he's his bud. He's his friend. Oh. It's nice. So, but, you know. Some shit happens. Some shit happens. He does have to give him a blast. Yeah. yeah I, yeah. I get <laughs> I mean, like, obviously I've seen, like, little, not clips per se but obviously i guess yeah little clips yeah sometimes here and there on the internet yeah and but i have not watched the movie fully and also (laughs) the character dick halloran is connected to um 
an incident in it. That's the thing about Stephen King universe. Everything's loosely connected. Yeah. It's fucking insane. I don't even know. I wish there there's probably like a web of like how mm, should look that up. Oh. Uh, it's but it's so much and then it's like little things that you don't even think of. Right. So I'm sure he keeps tabs on it. I, I would think so. <clears throat> or either that he just remembers everything. Oh, he probably is that crazy. <laughs> He'd be like, Oh yeah, no, this is good. I, I mean, even just like because I know that they're, like, obviously it's little things that are connecting most of them together. Or all of them together. Oh, yeah. And just to have that capability of also coming up with everything and then also connecting it all. Yeah, like the just, like, completely elaborate world building that he does. Literally. It's insane. And even, like, with stories that are, like, seemingly so different from each other, like The Shining, to It, to Salem's Lot, they're all, like, connected somehow. It's, I don't know, it's wild. But also, I did find out that there was apparently a Shining opera. I didn't look into it. But I feel compelled that I may do that sometime I, I in the think future. We need to do this because <laughs> I'm sign me up. Shining the opera. Yeah, I think that sounds great. I'm I'm in it. I'm in it. <laughs> so okay, Shining. I would say, um, I'm gonna put it the same level as it. So third tier. Third tier. Yes. My next one. Um, Pet Cemetery, and that came, that was written in uh, 1983, and it's about a fucking pet cemetery. Is it about a pet cemetery? <laughs> no, I oh god, I love Pet Cemetery. I actually didn't read this one until I was an adult, and I um, I read it basically almost two times at the same time because I was listening to the audiobook, which the audiobooks fucking incredible it's narrated by um uh michael c hall you know the guy that plays dexter yeah yeah and he just does such an amazing job capturing like the whole feeling of the book Mm. and it's like it was to the point where like i like needed to go back and read the book physically to just be like is he really doing this good of a job like or am i just being you know starstruck <laughs> or something but oh, it's so good and this book just is altogether so like if you like because you're a parent and you being a parent reading this it really like goes into some of those like fears as a parent like if you're doing a good job can you watch your kid like is what like what ends would you go to protect them Mm. and it's oh it's so good i love it um so it follows um lewis and rachel creed and their two kids ellie and gage and uh they move up to maine because mostly everything takes place in Maine in the Stephen <laughs> King world. <laughs> um, and uh, Lewis is a doctor. He takes a job at um, a college, being the doctor on duty, whatever. And um, his first day at work, someone gets smashed by a truck. Oh, boy. And dies and like in his hands oh no so that's a great first day yeah but um it just like shit gets more wild from there on um they they have like this really cool neighbor judd uh and judd is one of my favorite fucking characters oh my god he is just like oh i just love him he's just like the grandpa that you've always wanted like, I don't know. Like, he just sounds so... He sounds like the grandpa that you've wanted and also just, like, that, like, old man that you could just, like, listen to tell stories for fucking hours. <laughs> so I wish Drud- Judd Crandall was re- real so much. Um, but, yeah, and Judd befriends Lewis and the family 
and um, you know tries to show them around and he shows them uh, the old pet cemetery which is located in their new house or behind their new house hmm. and you know tell, he tells a story of uh, how all the neighborhood kids have uh, their animals buried there because uh, they live on a very busy road that road out there takes oh. a lot of lives he has a very main accent. Main accents are weird. I love them. And <laughs> <laughs> he's, ugh, um, shit. I don't know. Fuck me. I lost my train of thought. Pet cemetery. Yes. So he takes them to the pet cemetery, explains to them that shit. Um, and short, couple months after that, their family cat dies. Oh boy. Gets hit by a truck. And uh, Judd's like, well, I'm going to take you to a special place to bury the cat. And they travel and bury the cat somewhere else. And the cat comes back. So they don't bury it in the pet cemetery? No, they bury it in a place beyond the pet cemetery. Interesting. And the cat comes back. But he's not quite the same. Uh-oh. So, but anyways, that book is, like, it It plays on, like, a lot of emotions. It's full of, like, of course, like, there's, like, the element of horror in it. And um, the there's, like, these scenes of, like, intense grief that are just, like, oh, my God, there's this one scene in the book where it just, like, breaks your fucking heart. It's wild. Like, it, it's one of those books that just, like, takes you from, like, one extreme to the next extreme of emotions. Mm-hmm. And then you finish it and you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, I would put this one at, like, a number two tier king book for mm-hmm. me. And I would I would recommend this after I recommended Salem's Lot to anyone. Okay. For sure. And plus, like... This one is, it's a, you know, I, I, it's a moderate read. It's not too long. Yeah. So, cause I feel like that's another thing. People think like Stephen King and they think real thick boy books. Right. And then this one is like, oh, like, I don't know. I think like 400 pages, a little under 400. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's good. Yeah. It's good. It's manageable. And the audiobook's phenomenal. If you don't want to read, <laughs> listen to the audiobook. Okay. So... Yeah, and then, um, so the fifth one I want to talk about was The Dark Half. This was published in 1989. And The Dark Half, I didn't read until last year. And it's kind of like a a dark horse runner for Stephen King book. And not a lot of people have this on their even top ten Stephen King books, I don't hmm. think. But I read it and I was absolutely fucking blown away by this book. Um, so it's about this writer, Thad Beaumont, and, um, he writes under a pseudonym and, uh, he's like made like a bunch of money off like his books with a pseudonym and he decides like he's going to retire the pseudonym and just write under his own name, write a completely different genre, kind of do like his own thing. And, um... He does this shoot for a magazine, and it's basically him in a cemetery and a gravestone with his pseudonym's name on it, being like, I'm killing my pseudonym, you know, and, like, him, like, revealing to the public, like, oh, this is the real me. Right. Like, I'm Thad Beaumont. I'm not. George Stark is his pseudonym. Okay. And so... That happens, and uh, yeah, after he kills a pseudonym, his uh, pseudonym comes to life. I had a feeling that was going to happen. Yep. <laughs> and his pseudonym is starts from like the farthest people away from him that had anything to do with putting him down into the grave and starts killing them, making his way to Thad and his family. Oh, boy. And it's fucked up because all these murders, like, they have Thad's fingerprints. Right. But these murders are happening far away. Right. 
So there's like the um, the Sheriff Pangborn who's in. Did you watch Castle Rock? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Well, because he's in Castle Rock too. But um, Sheriff Pangborn is like, is like, hey, like, I don't understand how you're doing these murders if you're literally sitting here in front of me. This is fucked up. Right. But yeah, it's really good. And the suspense to like George Stark getting to Thad is just amazing. And George Stark is just, oh, I, he's such a good bad guy. Like, you're like, oh my god, he is a rotten human. Or, human? I don't know. I, is he like, human? Like <laughs> Entity? Doppelganger? He's, yeah, like, he's just such a rotten being. Mm. But he's so cool at the same time. Like, he drives, like, this badass car. With of this, course he does. <laughs> with this bumper sticker that says, high-toned son of a bitch. And I'm like, oh, that's so badass. And, like, he's just... He's real cool, real slick kind of guy. <laughs> but, yeah. So, that one is... It sounds good. Yeah. It's a, it's a sleeper one. And uh, there's actually a, a, a movie... A sleeper one? Yeah, a sleeper one. Like, you know, when don't when uh, something's not popular. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, there... Um, was a movie made about it in 1990, and it was directed by George Romero. Oh. Right? Isn't that weird? Right. And um, it actually stars uh, Michael Rooker, Hmm. too. Which, when I saw Michael Rooker was in it, my mind immediately went to him being the bad guy, George Stark. Hmm. Because Michael Rooker has that, like... Right. But he's actually the sheriff. Oh. Right? Hmm. Weird. Weird. I haven't seen it, but I'm I'm interested. Um, yeah. So those are like my five faves. Um, another big one that I didn't talk about that really connects everything is the Dark Tower series. Yeah. And I just finished the Wastelands, which is the third book out of the seven. And I'm gonna keep going with my Dark Tower journey. I heard that. I don't know. Rich hated the way it ended. And so, like, it always, like, made me not want to read it. But I have so many friends that are like, what the fuck are you doing? Read the Dark Tower series. Read the Dark Tower series. And I'm like, oh, fine, fine, fine. And I loved The Wastelands. The Wastelands was, like, my favorite book yet. So I hope it keeps going good. <laughs> so I saw the Dark Tower movie. Mm. I know it's probably... Mm. Does it, I mean, it obviously, I'm assuming, sort of correlates. Yeah. It's like, it's bad. Like, they don't even have, like, some of the main players, like, the main good people. Right. I don't know. They they just I'm, butchered it terribly. I mean, obviously, I haven't read the books. So, in my head, I was like, oh, this movie's not that bad. But, like, I'm assuming, obviously, the books oh, yeah. are... Of course the books are better. But, like, is it somewhat a um, little bit like... Roland is a gunslinger. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> Good to know. Is there a little boy in Yeah. There? Okay. Yep. Is Matthew McConaughey in there? Um, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey is mentioned in all seven books. No. <laughs> Um, no and you know what that's like the most disappointing thing about that movie is because i thought the casting of like um idris alba's roland and matthew mcconaughey as the man in black was awesome i loved that loved it and that's like the only good thing about that movie yeah i did the thing I did a thing. I did a thing. <laughs> I did think that like the the casting was good. Yeah. Even though a lot of people aren't crazy about Matthew McConaughey. Why? I don't know. I feel like people aren't because he's like the way he talks or something. Oh no! I love Matthew McConaughey. I you know what? I was meant on Matthew McConaughey until I watched the first season of True Detective. Oh, see, and I haven't seen that. Dude. You watch that, and your perspective, you're going to just be like, no, Matthew McConaughey rules. Oh. Don't give a shit. You can... I never thought that he was 
bad like, in any way. But this will like elevate it. You're right. gonna be like, he is amazing. <laughs> He's amazing. You're like, oh, I want to have sex with him. <laughs> Maybe not that. But oh no, you do. No, oh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, is it hot in here? Is it just me? Oh boy. Oh man. No, he's fin- phenomenal. I don't know. I they I heard that they keep trying to like um make a, a show. Oh, a show. Oh my god, I couldn't think of the word show. I wanted to say series, but it's I knew be, that It could be a series. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing with that, but Yeah. But uh, I mean from me not reading the books, just watching that movie. The movie seemed, you know, okay. Mm-hmm. And I figured I'd like the books too. But I just haven't. I'm terrible at reading, so the the books are good. I liked. Do you re- recommend? Like, can you just read them and not read? Have read? Oh much yeah, of seven, absolutely. Seven Kings. <laughs> seven Kings. Stephen King is. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I feel like it. I mean, like I've heard that you should like if you're like. A real hardcore, or not hardcore, but like if you're into Stephen King, that you should read The Stand before you read The Dark Tower. But right now I'm halfway through, like I'm almost halfway through The Dark Tower and, you know, I'm finishing up The Stand right now, finally. So I I don't feel like it makes any difference. But that's because like um, there's a lot of parallels between The Dark Tower and The Stand apparently. Okay. And so you can pick up on a lot more shit. Right. But eh. I don't know. I The Stand is more of like, it's not horror. I mean, the Dark Tower series isn't horror. It's an like, it's fantasy. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I yeah, there's horror elements, but I feel like there's horror elements in like all fantasy. There's horror elements in Harry Potter. So like. Of course. Yeah. But it's, it's really good so far. I don't know. I'm, every book. I'm, like, worried that I'm going to get to a book that I'm just like, oh, I don't like this book. Because, like, I've talked to so many people that have read them and I've just been like, oh, yeah, I love this one. I love this one. Wasn't a fan of that one. And I'm like, and then, like, every time I hear that, I'm like, oh, what's it going to be like when I get to that one? Am I going to fucking hate it, too? Right. <laughs> like, And so it kind of makes me have, like, a little existential dread about it. But... Mm. Uh, I'll I'll finish them. I'll finish them one day. Um, oh, another shout out is um, Different Seasons. It's like my favorite novella, Stephen King. And I think that's something that should, everyone should read because it's some of the most popular shit that everyone fucking knows. Hmm. Different Seasons has um, Rita, Hare, Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption, which is the Shawshank Redemption. Right. Um, it has um, the, it has the body, which is Stand by Me. Okay. Um, it has the app pupil, which is also a movie. I've never seen the app pupil, and then I always forget the fourth one. But the fourth one is not a movie. I know that. <laughs> That's probably why I forget it. <laughs> but I love the ah uh, yeah I love that whole. The fourth one, like, is about this pregnant woman. It's really good. Um, that that whole novella, like, collection is so fucking good. And then, like, each one of them is, I don't know, what, 150 pages or something like that. Oh. So it's like you're reading mini books. Right. And But they're all, like, perfect and just lovely. and ugh. Perfect. They're perfect and lovely. And also, the two best short story books are um, Skeleton Crew. Um, which starts off with the mist. Okay. So you know, you've seen the mist. Yes. Yes. I've seen the mist. Yes. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yes, we have winner. <laughs> um, <laughs> it starts off with the mist, um, which is a novella, so that's like 120 pages. But then the rest are short stories, and the ah, uh, that one's really great. Um, and then Skeleton Crew, with oh, I mean, I just said Skeleton Crew. Um, and Night Shift, which that one has like a ton of shit, like fucking Children of the Corn and um, Smokers Inc. and Lawnmower Man. And uh, dude, I just like that one. It's so good. It's so much fun. But 
I don't know. I feel like I'm just babbling on and on. And <laughs> you could babble on and on about Stephen King. Uh, yeah, I just like Stephen King, and I'm just. <laughs> also, what was it two weeks ago? Um, I took the trip up to his house in Bangor. I was say, you went to the to his house. I went to his house in Bangor. I stood outside and I waved at him. And he obviously lives there. Um, I I don't think he winters there. Yeah, that would make sense. Because I think he's an old fart that goes down to Florida. He's <laughs> or somewhere. One, yeah, he's one of those, what's it called? The, the... Snowbirds? Snowbirds, yes. I was going to say snow bunny. <laughs> <laughs> he's a snow bunny. He's a snow bunny. And then um, we also, right down the street from his house is the standpipe, which is featured in It. And that was pretty cool to see. And we also drove by the statue of Paul Bunyan, which is also featured in it. And we also went to Mount Hope Cemetery, which is featured in um, Pet Cemetery. Um, And it also, Mount Hope Cemetery apparently is one of the most haunted places in Maine. I was not aware. I didn't go on this trip, by the way. No. Nope. I would have liked to, but you know. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> maybe maybe another time. I got donuts too. <laughs> <laughs> you got donuts. And you went to the desert. And I went to Yes, I went to the desert of Maine. If you if you guys the remember, desert of Maine. If you guys remember, recall listening to our first episode and our weird shit about, you know, New England. Um there is a desert in New England, and it's located in Maine. It's, um, I want to say it's like 20 minutes past Portland. Hmm. It was quite funny because uh, the friend that I drove up with, she, I feel like she was in the middle of telling me an important story, and I completely cut her off because <laughs> I saw the sign for Desert of Maine, and I was just like, oh my god, it's the Desert of Maine, and then I'm just like cutting across three lanes to get to the exit. <laughs> She's just like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, yeah. And I'm just, it was 10 bucks to get in, by the way. I I didn't know you had to pay to get in. I didn't in. know I had to pay to get into the desert of Maine either. <laughs> but you did. What do they maintain it? Like, get it? Oh, don't. Get it? Maintain it? Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, they uh, they do maintain it. Um, But I don't know, whatever. 10 bucks. I was just like, fuck yeah. Take, shut up, take my money. I'm going to go see the desert. <laughs> and, oh my god, I loved it. The guy that was working there and sold us the tickets, he clearly loved his job, and he was just telling us all this fun shit about the desert of Maine, and I'm like, he was absolutely enthusiastic. I wish I could remember his name, because I would totally give a shout-out to that guy. It was great. But, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. That I peed there. You peed on the desert? I peed on the desert. Their bathrooms were closed and I really had to pee. Uh-oh. I peed in public. Don't tell. Don't tell the desert of me. Don't tell the desert of me. It was a good pee. Oh my I was holding it in for two hours. For two hours. Oh, but yeah. And but yeah, seeing Stephen Stephen King's house is really cool. And apparently, he's turning his house into um, like a like kind of like a writer's uh, getaway place. Oh, cool! Where writers can go and hold workshops and putts around, and I don't know. That's can, cool. You know, practice making out with their hands. <laughs> As what does? Yes. Who doesn't do that? I don't know. Who doesn't? <laughs> Who does? Who does? That's weird. What? <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. That's all I have to say about Stephen King, I guess. For now. I guess. I guess for now. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Just, just going to look at the ground and kick dirt now. <laughs> Which, whatever, you know. He's cool. Stephen Kong's cool. Stephen Kong. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Kong's really cool. But yeah. So... I don't know. Tell us what your favorite fucking Stephen King book is. Tell us what your favorite Stephen King story is. Tell us your least favorite one. Oh, I always love hearing ones that people hate and why they hate it. I don't know. It's juicy. It's good. (laughs) So, yeah. Email us. 
at New Strangeland Podcast at Gmail at Gmail dot com dot com <laughs> dot com. Dot com. WWHTTP colon forward slash forward slash. <laughs> oh, someone tried to read me a website like that the other day on the phone. Oh. It was, it was interesting. An older person. I would assume. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh. can just, just cut it off there. WWW. You can even leave out the WWW for my taste. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So. Yeah, that, yep, yep. Send us, send us shit. Send us some shit. Send us shit. Slip inside in our DMs, you know. <laughs> like a glove. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you can go ahead and do that. And you can follow us on our Instagram at New Strangeland Podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter. Yep. Who knows? Maybe we'll have posted something by then. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Probably not. We're, we're, whatever. Someday. Someday. We're saving it. We're saving it until marriage. (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah. So, um, this concludes this week's episode of the New Strangeland Lobster Society. (laughs) New Strangeland Lobster Society. Thank you and have a great day. (laughs) (laughs) And good night. Good night. (laughs) Thank you.